And now we continue with part two of three of Dylan A on the Trial and Aaron podcast. Fuck yeah. And uh, I turn around, I'm like, hey, what's up? And then she's just like, what the fuck? And um, yeah, I got down on a knee and she like just probably could have planned this out better. But she like was bawling, crying. And I'm like on my knee forever. I'm like, yo. <laughs> Come on now. Like, it's, I feel like, oh, could you have been on your knee and said, hey, what's up? I've been on the knee, but yeah. that would have been too much of a shock. One of just seeing you and then yeah. the proposal. Yeah. Uh, what'd she say? Um, she gave me a head nod. Yeah. Cry. Head nod. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's yes in Finnish? What's yes? In Finnish. Good luck. Good luck. With a C. Good luck. What? No, sorry. Good luck. Say it one more time. <laughs> Strike two for me. Like cool? Yeah. La. Kula. Yeah. She said kula. No. She's just like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was adorable. Yeah, it was awesome. And like, uh, I mean, pretty much her whole side of the family was there. And we went to this nice big old, um, I got the ring size wrong. Oh, and her sister, you dummy. Her sister was like. Oh my god, this is such a nice ring. Like, you have to wear it now. And, it, and her sister's like, licked her finger and whoop, just shoved it on there. Oh, it's too small. Too small. Damn. Oh, yeah. Got to adjust it though and everything, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. But it was funny. We got dinner. Her hand, her uh, finger started turning all red and everything. It was just gasping for circulation. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry, I caught the finger. Yeah, whatever. No big deal. That's love. It's love, baby. That's love. Love mm-hmm. is going across the world to propose she's, to your wife. She's such a superstar for dealing with. My fucking nonsense. One of my questions. One of my questions is what is like, how important is it to have a wife like her and like, and have a support group like, like her and your family in your life? How crucial is that to it's, what you do? It's incredibly crucial, but it's also my responsibility to, because this is what happens. I mean, even with people who, I mean, I don't want to compare it to like going to to war or anything, but like you may not come back though. Yes, yes. Don't mean to. Don't like so no. dark, but that, that's a reality that they live with. Yes, that is very true. And I live with. It. I know. Mm. I text you every time I come back. I know. Uh, no, uh, it's so crucial, but it's one of those to where you can't, as like a father and a husband, coming back, and I've been away for 14, 21 days, whatever it is. I can't like, like shut off. Like, oh my God, I can finally rest, whatever, whatever. Um, they miss me. It's my responsibility to go and like be engaged with them type of a thing. Yeah. I, oh, like, you know what I mean? crashing, like you need to. Crashing and then, and like, I don't know, like, like uh, being a dick. So I've, I've, I've watched a few documentaries of, you know, old hotshot superintendents who, who give their interviews, who will quit the job saying they regret how they acted because when we do our job, it's everything is like so structured in a way because mm-hmm. from when we wake up to when we go to sleep, it is incredibly structured. Mm-hmm. All of us have a job to do. We, I mean, from making sure our waters are filled up, one person's in charge of waters, one person is in charge of trash. I'm in charge of all the saws on my buggy, making sure that my saw is filled up, ready to go, chain sharpened. That's my job. Um, it's just like all of us have a duty to do. And one person go uh, one person or two people are in charge of getting food and they dish out all the food to us so it's like when we get home it's kind of a different kind of chaos mm-hmm. so you like can't feed into that you can't like get mad at your wife because the dishes aren't done the kids are being loud and noisy when it's past their bedtime you can't get mad at you know normal life stuff that's such a I feel like that's something not a majority of people will not be able to empathize with because we're not in like the service service mm. industry. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. But what? Because say military or fireman, there, yeah. there's a structure that is mm-hmm. crucial to you guys. Yeah. And to be outside of that, does it just feel uncomfortable or just kind of? It's like God damn it, just because it needs to be as structured as when you're out there fighting fires. It used to bother me, mm-hmm. but now it's it. I've gotten to the point to where you know, I can only control what's in my spectrum. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and I, I try not to get upset at home 
when I'm like, oh my God, like I haven't slept in however many days. I'm exhausted. The baby's crying. Jasper's being a little dick, but he misses me. <laughs> right, right. So it's 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 just, you know, you kind of have to like relax, but not relax. You need to like turn into a different person when you get home. You need to be the person that you were before you left. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's it's very strange. Do you feel like you've mellowed out in different ways or have something happened in quote unquote real life to where because you're a firefighter, you're like, all right, you, you have more calmness when poop hits the fan? Um, yeah, because it's one of those, because it's one of those things where you can't immediately rush to what your emotions are. I love rushing where my emotions are. It always works out well for me. Yeah, I know, right? No, <laughs> and, and, and it's sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Yeah. But uh, it, it's one of those where I've learned to, when I come home and, you know, something happens, whatever, that's, like, honestly not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I just take a breath. and I mean, Ada is just so awesome to where her personality kind of, like, cups mine mm-hmm. to where... I'm like, hey, dude. She's like, hey, dude. But in her funny accent. Yeah. She's like, hey, dude. Hey, like, dude. yeah. Like, that's not the right. Accent. No, I know. She goes. <laughs> she just says, hey, bitch. <laughs> she like just down to earth and just yeah. doesn't don't, doesn't sweat petty shit. No. Someone's like not jealous or that, just that's comfortable. That's exactly what I with what I meant to say is um she doesn't stress over petty shit because what she like needs to deal with is like when I'm gone type of, type of stuff. Yeah. Like that's what the important shit is, is when I'm gone, she needs to do two jobs. That is, she goes straight single mom mode. Yeah. Taking care of those two kids. Yeah. That's groceries. Pretty, that's pretty admirable. Clean the house, both boys, bedtimes, brush teeth, all that stuff. Um, protect the house. seems like there's a sorority of sorts with uh, the spouses of firefighters mm-hmm. are just, Whoever's connected to them, the family, I mean, they all go through the same thing. Like yeah. They're out, I want to say out there with you, but yeah. Like, have you found yourself, like you, you talked about it before, how they kind of affect, okay, I don't need to be Billy Badass here. I can retreat a little or mm-hmm. not be as reckless mm-hmm. as, say, if you were a single person, mm-hmm. like, screw it, let's go. Yeah. Adrenaline junkie, as it were. Yeah. Oh, and we have, we have a whole bunch of those uh, type of people on our crew. Um, but we're they serve a, their purpose, eh? Exactly. <laughs> Go have fun, like how how I used to do. <laughs> Two axes just cut down a tree. Yeah, I know. But now it's just like when I like hear stories of what they what they did that night or whatever. Like, God damn! That's, thank God I don't do. Are that they just anymore. doing stupid, got reckless stuff? I mean, brave stuff. Some of them are are like 24, 22 year old, just young men yeah. and women, and. uh they should be doing that stuff, but it's just like the the stage of my life. It, I'm just thankful that I don't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm like, dude, I have a house now. I got. You're a man who's taking I got, risks. Uh, yeah, I got. I didn't take enough risks, and then, <laughs> you know, my wife too. She she she's from Finland. They love the drinking party over there. Mm-hmm. So it's um it's kind of nice too when my parents come. She can like you know go a little buck wild and go out on the town and have a, have a good time yeah live yeah to live yeah hot damn yeah um hold on another question i got another question here send it many more uh we always focus on destruction how devastating these fires are but i want to flip that that notion on its head um because of what you do because of what you and your crew does what every firefighter in this country does um, how many lives and how much property have you saved? Like, what have you prevented? What, give, me, give me some, I guess, a ballpark of, of what good you guys have caused and what you've prevented. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know. Um, because, I mean, we like to focus on the big picture of things, yeah. But, I mean, the the the... Most recent that I we got a thank you and like we're not. I just want to clarify like we're not in it for the thank yous. I yeah. I get so uncomfortable in public when someone sees me out and because uh, sometimes we have to go to like Safeway or Rayleigh's because we just 
we can't get food mm-hmm. <laughs> out there sometimes. Um, so you're, you're like you're dirty. Oh, you're, just you're... I am disgusting. I haven't showered in 14 days, 13 mm-hmm. days. I smell horrible. I'm looking like a homeless person. Um, but you go in a Safeway, and I just get so uncomfortable. But I know I try to put myself in their shoes, and you know I would thank the person who Absolutely. saved my house. I mean, I'm like, dude, I know you probably don't like this, but I am unbelievably grateful for you like risking your life for someone you don't even know mm-hmm. and I try to put myself in their shoes we're not in it for the thank yous a lot of people don't even know what we do because we are so far into the woods and we are just out of sight out of mind so much that people who and agencies who are closer to town I'm not going to say names of agencies don't say names uh that they get a lot of thank yous. And does it suck? Fuck a dick. It, it, it sucks so much sometimes. Because you're just like, you fuckers. You didn't do shit to deserve that. Mm. You're taking credit for our hard work, for our sacrifice. But like how our superintendent taught us, it's, it's one of those like, hey, we're not in it for the thank yous. Like pretty much fuck them. Not in like, you know, fuck you guys type of way, but just like yeah. we don't need to worry about what they do. We were assigned a job. We're going to do our job, and we're going to finish our job the best way we can. And at the same time, it, it's not like they're wanting it to. I mean, yeah. people don't understand, and they see someone in uniform, and yeah. they're they're kind of they're taking the credit, but maybe in a way like because it was but, meant for you. Yeah, and not to like bag on that other agency, yeah, yeah. but they but they they do wonderful stuff as well. It's just you know we're you know doing other things yeah. but, out there. But no, uh, back to your question. Uh, the most recent one I can think of right now is um, we 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 were in oh, God damn it where were we Oh um, Forest Hill uh, the most the uh, Forest Hill fire uh, I think it was called the Mosquito Fire Mosquito and um, we were doing a burn operation that was uh, our first shift there and we pulled a 32 hour shift there. Welcome yeah Welcome to very, the party pal very first night. Shut up there, pulled a 32, um, and we burned around this, I think it was maybe a few houses, but um, we burned around these few houses, and then we went to go stay the night in Sacramento, because uh, when we pull 32s, our superintendent loves to, not necessarily reward us, but like knows how much we need to recover after that 32-hour shift, if not more. Mm-hmm. So he gets us a hotel for the night, and that's what we, we never get hotels. Um, but I remember after the fire, my superintendent gets my superintendent gets this long uh, text message from the person who owned the house that we burned around. He had no contact with this person, no idea who he, who, who he was, but apparently the person who owned the house went to some leadership that was running that mosquito fire, went through all these people to find my superintendent's number to thank us for burning around his house and saving his house so that's the 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 thank yous that we do get that especially someone who goes out of their way and tracks down someone he doesn't even know like my boss to thank us for burning around his house and saving his house that's uh like what you know gets our that's the truth that a little affirmation goes a long way, yeah. and it really restores your faith in humanity. At and, least it does for me. Yeah, and that that one thank you, I was like, dude, that that all the shitty things that happened all through the year uh, of, that had to do with fires. I'm like, that one thank you was just it was validate so it. That, that validation so is so satisfying. Yeah, like this is why I do what I do. Sometimes the shifts get so tough, dude, to where you just you are just like, why, like, why, 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 why are we doing this right now? Because one, it feels stupid. But that thank you is just like, okay, we're doing this one thing that feels stupid, that's miles away, uh, that is possibly going to stop a chain reaction from getting to that one. That's crazy what that boost of morale could do. Yeah. It's infectious. Like how despair, I was thinking about the other day when I was writing, how despair is infectious to people around you when you're feeling it. Or if you're super, you're juiced, you're motivated, thankful, and just like, let's do this. If, If... after 32 hours, say it's, you know, hour 27, something easy. Mm-hmm. And somebody's just like pounding your chest. Let's go. Did you guys yeah. get fired, like fire each other up and whatnot? Um, yeah. Just Especially on certain, certain uh, shifts where we do, 
like we burn or we do something that's like super crucial. Yeah. At the end of that shift. That's the name of a it, heavy metal band, I want to say. What? Super crucial. Yeah, that'd super crucial. Sick, that'll be our metal band later. Um, yeah, something that's super crucial. It'll uh, it'll really jazz us up, no matter like what time of the day it is. Um, we usually have like you know certain things like we'll smoke. Like we have a few guys on our crew that do rollies. They'll mm-hmm. they'll like. God damn! What's the name of those? I can't even think of the name of it, but it's like the tobacco you pull out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand roll. Yeah, they'll hand roll their own ciggies mm. and shit, and then I'll, I'll take out a cigar. Well, hair of su- the dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My my superintendent loves uh, backwoods. Mm. <laughs> Let's go. So we'll all just smoke a backwood. How ironic. Up. Yeah. <laughs> backwoods. That's right. Let's go. And we'll just keep burning. We'll smoke and kind of like just cheers the night. Watch what we did. And that's the first time I actually met that crew as I was working for an engine up in Reading. Mm-hmm. And I met this crew uh, before I got hired on with them. And uh, they did this giant burn, like huge burn, crucial. Control burn. Uh, not control or, or, burn. It's a, it was like a back burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they had a dozer line. They had a dozer come and push like uh, uh, all the vegetation out of the way, made dirt, um, break up the vegetation from where we didn't want the fire to go. So the fire was already coming this way. They burned this section for this fire to go and hit the fire that was the main fire that was already coming. Mm-hmm. And he was like, just tombstone. I was like, well, look at these fucking cowboy gangsters right now, all with like rolly cigarettes in their mouth. They had a black and miles or backwoods in their mouth. And uh, they just ripped the forest and saved thousands of acres. Uh yeah, all the, the wildlife that's saved too. Oh, you're preserving thousands of acres. You're pre- preserving the environment. Yeah, because of a back burn. Yeah, because of controlled burns. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. And then and then oh. and then they just they they did it in such a kind of like a swagger. What's that crew name? What, what's the crew called? It was Talak. Talak. Yeah, the crew I'm on right now. Shout and out I, to Talak. And I was like, I was like, I'm gonna fucking work for him. My buddy's like, you're fucking crazy. You got you a hard on for these boys. Oh, I did. And I, as soon as I saw like their boss, this giant dude coming out with long red hair, big old beard, and he gets out of his uh, the like little ranger um, UTV things, just like like all like as like a gangster, an old cowboy. Over his shoulder. Yeah, you uh, guys are an anime waiting to happen. Like how cool is yeah. that? You guys all have your own powers going up against fire. What a great bad guy, fire. Yeah, my mind's going a mile a minute. But <laughs> that that's so cool that you got yeah. to see them now you're you're part of it yeah that that was that that night because we were supposed to support them and that's what usually happens when we do these burns like shit can get wild so we have engines help us we have hey like we need water you guys stand back we'll burn it if anything shit gets crazy jump in and i remember that happening and you know i'm just like like holy fuck, dude, these go. guys are so cool. You guys are superheroes. Yeah. God damn. And uh yeah, and, and and then I think that night on, I every chance I get got to see them, I would always like fucking damn near jump out of the engine, like body roll on the dirt. <laughs> yeah. And just like <laughs> let me work for you, please. Love you. Um I don't mean to bring the uh, the mood down a little bit. I want to get mm-hmm. a little real with you with a question because I know um, the most demanding job hour-wise and demanding mental focus-wise, I was a production assistant, mm-hmm. which is just you put up cameras, cables, like what, putting stuff for conferences and stuff together. And sometimes I would just, I remember like just kind of, just because you're, you've been awake for so long and you're so tired that you just start crying. Yeah. Have, have there been times where you just kind of broken down and cried just because it's just, you're tired or it's just emotionally taxing or anything like that i think so yeah. um i mean i've had i probably had to have i mean um maybe i've like missed the family a little bit or something like that that's the thing I, I try not to do sometimes give them a single teardrop yeah like i don't think i've actually like bawled out cried i've just like gotten super sad maybe you've shed a, a tear yeah maybe, maybe maybe not probably not but it, but it hits <laughs> no uh, no but I have. I've, I've been so mentally drained and delirious to where, um, or like I, I, I remember watching um, this town called, I think it was like Greenville. Um, it's a super small town near Susanville mm-hmm. that had burned down. 
Brian, whole town. Brian Case likes to remind me of it. Like, I mean, not in like a dick way, but kind of a dick way. He's just like, yeah, you let Greenville burn down. Or this is with, a sick, dark humor kind of way. Yeah. And I couldn't like, imagine if Winners went down. I, I, I couldn't was, accept it. Was, it. It, was a, it was the size of Winners. I could not accept yeah. that. I will, I will not accept that. It as was possible. the size of Winners. It burned down. I, <laughs> I took a shit in their fire department like four hours before it burned down. It's gone now. And gone. Have they rebuilt at all? Or uh, I don't it... think so yet. I think it's like still, they're they're picking it. I mean, uh, when Santa Rosa uh, burned. That was wild. They didn't rebuild. I mean, they weren't finished rebuilding until like years later. Paradise. Same. They're not done what? yet either. Um, I would say Santa Rosa is my first real encounter of being affected by a wildfire. Mm -hmm. I mean, there have been a couple here, but I was living next to Taylor Mountain at the time. And communication was huge because we had no internet. I remember waking up at five in the morning and my neighbor's kind of shuffling where I got up to right. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Ooh. Get outside. Somebody's got a wild campfire around here. And it was kind of warm. And then I was like, what's going on, guys? Like, there's a fire, like an Allendale mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. Everybody's, we're, we're leaving. Mm -hmm. I look up, I see a red glow in the horizon. Mm -hmm. Like, damn. So it was kind of weird. I, I went to my girlfriend at the time, like, woke her up. Like, hey, um, there's a fire coming. I think we people are leaving. We should we should probably go. I I, I didn't know what to say to yeah. to ease the blow, but it's some serious yeah. shit. Communication, just knowledge, information of what's going on is crucial. Mm -hmm. You think it would just happen, but no, mm -hmm. this isn't a movie. People need to actually speak, and we, like we even had to get like a radio and turn it on like AM to a news station to get updates because our phones weren't working or anything. Mm -hmm. It was wild. But to answer the first question though, uh, Greenville was one of the first times I ever got super emotional, like, like bummed, oh. yeah, 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 bummed that it burned. Like I was like, damn, dude. Like I was just, I, I was just here. People live there, and and I watched it happen. Like I have a, you saw it happen. Yeah, and and like there was one. It was so far gone that there was nothing that we could do. It was just kind of pick up the pieces. It was helping people get out, helping people leave. Making sure that so you know, yeah. It's so so sad. so watching people run, watching people get into the back of pickup trucks, watching people, watching my boss, um, like gather these engines. Like, hey, you come here, you come here, you come here. I need you at this house. I need you at that house. I need you at this house. Like, go knock on the door. Uh, if there's fire around it, put it out as much as you can. But get those people out. And watching that, I was like, "Fuck, dude, this sucks." Were you on that duty, telling people, "Hey, you gotta get out of your house"? Uh, we were in the we were in the buggy, like, and we had to like run to our buggy to, um, like, kind of leave, but like also like help all as we were leaving because we were trying to get everyone out of the town. Um, but we're we're an accountability kind of a job to where I. We just can't run without being told like, hey, you need to go and do this with this many people to take a radio. I just can't go and like be a superhero oh and knock God. on the door. I guess I asked this for not only my self-preservation purposes, but for anybody else, as someone who loves where, this is where I've grown up, this is my mm -hmm. home. I want to put up a fight before I give up on it. Yeah. As a, someone with your years of expertise, would you recommend someone, because I know we got trees here, there's yeah. pine needles I need to rake up. <clears throat> Is it worth the fight to get your garden hose and try to spray the trees? Mm -hmm. Like, don't do it. I mean, because in Santa Rosa, like, there's it, been, there's crazy ass people in like a cul-de-sac that actually held off the fire. Yeah, well, uh, uh, in Forest Hill, they actually held off the fire as well. Um, <sighs> but we, so, I remember going there, and I remember just mass chaos happening in Forest Hill where the fire was just breathing down that town's throat. Like, it was, a, like yeah. it, it had burned, I mean, within feet. And there was embers flying into people's yards. And I remember walking around with a, with a saw on my shoulder, running to different people's front yards, and hopping their fence to their backyards, and stomping out these three by three, maybe a foot, um, spots that were happening and you know you're just stomping with your feet yeah like, well that but also people who live in these type of towns that know that there's going to be wildfire like forest hill like those type of areas with a lot of uh, pine needles and you know shit like that um before they leave 
they'll help us out in the hookup water hoses. No shit. Yeah. So a lot oh of those people, God. a lot of people weren't there. They left signs for us saying like, please use whatever you can to save our house. So I'm hopping these fucking fences, busting my ass, falling down and yeah, <laughs> making sure I didn't lose my radio and actually like reported like, Hey, I have a spot that's two by two or whatever. Uh, we call it a dinner plate. That's, you know, size of a dinner plate. Um, we call it dinner plates. Um, and I put scratch line around it, which you, you have one of your buddies, because I have a saw. You call one of your buddies over who have a tool, and they'll just scrape a circle around the um, black spot and mm-hmm. get the veg- um, vegetation out of the way. But, um, yeah, uh, people can, but it's one of those, like, situation dependence, like how ripping is the fire? Or, I mean, if, it, if it's honking at you and it's coming, dude, get the fuck, get out, the of fuck out of there. You know what I mean? It, it's, it sucks. Uh, it sucks, dude. But it's better to, you know, be it alive. sucks, dude. It's better to be, be alive. alive. Yeah. It is. It, this is just a home. You can rebuild. It sucks. You have memories in here. You have, you know, childhood, whatever in here. But, you know, you kind of want to live uh, longer. That is true. You know, live to do that. Exactly. It's just tough because we just there's so much attached to it. And I, I, I am the same way, and and it, and this is me speaking to. Her. I don't know how I would react. I mean, you always do these um, trainings of, you know, if you fight fire in somewhere that's, you know, close to your heart, or if your families are involved, it kind of. Um, I would steal a fire truck. <laughs> yeah, it, just it, pl- park it here and just spray. What it's one of those like, hey, do you like do you do your duty of what your job is or do you hand it over to someone else to go save your family you would go straight to jail if you abandoned your post and stole you would go to jail it's just like (laughs) i mean they do with leadership quite a bit um there's people who have been you know the ic's of the fire the incident command of the fire and uh had to to hand over leadership because it impaired their judgment really yeah because it's like they're they're getting text messages and calls from their wife and kids saying hey we're trapped in the basement we're trapped yeah uh or hey i can't find so-and-so there's there's we we do a we do a whole bunch of uh um not well there are scenarios but they're um god damn what are they called um blanking on the word of them um but it's like stuff that's happened and we watched case studies we Mm -hmm. watched case Mm -hmm. studies of fires that have actually happened with consequences and and mistakes that have happened and you know, some of them are. You gotta majority like, of them are, are deaths. At least, don't let those deaths be in vain. By learning from them, your exactly how many lives are going to be saved because of that. It sucks that, that mistake had to happen, and maybe and, something that could have been learned. Yeah, that's why the mistake. Yeah, that's why I bring up like you know, you might have to pass over the uh, the command post because your judgment is getting impaired because you're having somebody yeah. I guess it's good to have people to keep you in check mm-hmm. and there's not one person that's all powerful that can't relinquish and that, that's a I feel like a good way for a system to work with yeah. can change to a situation and going back on on uh, your one of your previous questions too is like that's this job too and doing all these case studies and having the leadership that I have too it like kind of molds you so like we are always learning like always trying to be getting better, head in the game. Um, I mean, I, we're kind of like approaching that with everything in life as well. Uh, how to be a better father, how to be a better husband, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, you can't get, you know, complacent in this yeah. job. So that's one of the things that my boss tries to hammer into our head. Like, dude, you always have to be learning. You always need to be ready because. So question just just came to mind. Huh? Yeah, I feel like I could be real with you and honest mm-hmm. with you. Not to say that you were a or a, a dummy or anything in high school, mm-hmm. um, but you know you, you you had to fight to, to be on the the, the sports teams mm-hmm. like on football and whatnot. You had to put in the effort. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I don't know, just talking to you and just given your profession and what you have to know, you're so much more intelligent and like just this profession just overall. I feel like you're like. 
your competency is so much beyond what I feel like my what I'm capable of. No. How much you have to remember the situation and all that. I just feel like you're you've you've strengthened both like physically and just mentally, but also intelligently in a way. Yeah, that's what I was talking about when I when I come back and talk to people from winners. They're just like, I don't know. Like I feel like they expect me to be the same person, and I mm-hmm. I mean, I hated myself in high school. I hated myself. Really? Oh, I. You got an eight pack. Come on. <laughs> I hated myself in high school. I I just I didn't respect myself. I didn't respect other people in in ways I should have. And it's just I kind of want to kill that older version of Dylan. And by I don't know, not necessarily me doing this job, but this job has helped um, trying to better myself. Um, you know, gaining the knowledge I need to be able to do this job. Mm-hmm. Um, and not necessarily I need to be smart and, you know, you know, school, yeah, yeah, math, yeah, English yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. There's so many different intelligences. Like, yeah. So, like Skylar, he doesn't learn traditionally. You know, he struggled mm-hmm. in school mm-hmm. growing up. But out in the landfill, he, fucking genius. Like, yeah. He's learned from my dad. He learned by doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how some people learn in different ways. Yeah. And I just, I want to piggyback. I know it's not related to, you know, firefighting talk, mm-hmm. but talk about hey, how baby. people view you. That's something I'd say I still struggle with mm-hmm. uh, to a certain extent of just I'm this I'm supposed to be this goofy guy in other people's eyes, someone not to be necessarily taken seriously. But it's like I wouldn't be taken seriously. I do want to be an easygoing guy. I do like that that opinion of me. But it's like I would be taken seriously and I don't like when people don't or yeah. it, it just it sucks when it's oh, it's just Aaron. Oh, yeah. he's, he, you're supposed to goof, like goof. Of course, you, you're goofing off or made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I, I guess in psychology, one of the little things I remember in college, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you're you're playing this role that everybody expects you to be. Yeah. That sucks. That's and, how I was in high school, yeah. And I guess in my, you know, in my life journeys, it's not that I'd want to kill that version of me or just say you're you hated your older self. It's still there's parts of me that I hate. There's like habits I have that I hate, but it's like it's still us, and it's part of us. It's always going to be a part of us, and that's what we use to as a launching point. Okay, I, since that's me, I can be a better me, mm-hmm. and that's going to motivate me. It's still me, and it's okay to like accept that. Oh my fucking god! In the middle of my big gay rambling, she goes and does something like that. I'm not a cat but, guy, but this cat's pretty cute. She cooed. The cats have come into my life in such a a rush because yeah. I grew up with dogs still love dogs I love dogs but their affection is I, yeah. she has not done this with anybody only with the gal that, that gave her to me mm. <laughs> okay uh, yeah no on to what you were talking about I, uh, I completely agree I don't mm. like the older version of myself and I just want to become better in every aspect of my life. I and, feel like uh, you've you've accomplished that very much. Well, there's still more to go. I still love and, that Dylan A in high school, though. Yeah. He's always very kind, always very, it's very uh, good to me. He was yes, and I you're a good guy. Be. At the end of the day, no matter how you viewed yourself, you're still like a good person. I appreciate it. At least from it. what I what yeah, I observed, unless there's no the I, scumbag side of you. Yeah, no, you're I, a sexy scumbag. <laughs> no, I uh, I just didn't like how people viewed me and like kind of a dummy. Kind of a, that sucks. Yeah, it does. That so fucking sucks. It's um, it's nice to do this job because I know what I'm capable of, and I um, I just want to keep on climbing that ladder. You know what I keep mean? Keep climbing. Yeah. Always, it, as long as you never reach that finish line, you're always gonna get better. Oh, I never will. There's no finish line. Yeah, and that's what I love. I mean, I, I can almost reach it, but it's uh, I gotta do a hundred more burpees in order to get a little bit closer. And what happens when you do a hundred burpees? Oh, I gotta do another hundred more. Like hundred and one. If you can do a hundred, you can do a hundred and one. Yeah. Uh, so part of our training, uh, my myself and Corsten Smith, um, we each week we add on ten burpees. What do you got right now? Uh, no, we haven't done it yet, but oh, we, did, okay. we did a lot. We did it last uh, year. We did it last year. So we started off at, at 100 one week and then 110, 120, all the way to 200. How many are you doing at a time? At a time? Yeah. Um, so we don't do traditional burpees. We just do the up, down, jump, mm-hmm. up, down, or sprawl, whatever. Yeah. Um, so when I first started and I was gassed at the elevation, I do 10. I should, uh, 
whack ass 10 and then uh <laughs> and then now i'm at about like 20 25 just straight just getting it with maybe a 10 to 15 second rest between 25 between 25 dude i'd be pooping my pants yeah and how many sets up until yeah like 125 yep. yep you're sweating at the end of this oh dripping and it's like it's cool because oh, so so i call it odin's hall is my is my garage workout yeah love a good name to a gym and uh the whole crew like hey is like is odin's hall open today oh they know they know that's a good crew when you know each yeah. other's little hijinks so yeah oh. so so they'll come and they're like is odin's hall open today i'm like you know it's fucking open today like, let's get at it let us and um cory will come over and some other guys on the crew and we do like a quad push i have this like busted ass old quad my grandpa gave me and it's super hard to push. Yeah. So we either, depending on what day it is, we'll do burpees or we'll do a quad push. And we'll push the quad maybe 40 yards, 50 yards that there, and then back. Somebody's got to be on it. A little no, extra we, weight. We put two people on it. Oh, look who I'm talking to. Two people on it. And when I come just, and visit, do, do, I, do I get a. Oh, of course. Do I, can we play? Yeah. Let's do it. It's, uh, it's gnarly. Especially at the elevation, too. It's. Uh, it's gnarly it burns everything and um yeah it's it's awesome because i have these other dudes who are on my crew who are just animals mm -hmm. i mean like they could be like high level college athlete animals really yes like, like their intensity like Corey, yeah Corey is is just he's the person that makes me like so crazy about fitness because yeah. i just want to beat Corey. Have you ever out, uh, beat him in pull anything? Pull-ups, push-ups. Pull-up, push-ups, I, I beat him in sit-ups. Um, hike and running. I mean, he'll get back. He'll get back from a... Uh, from a, We'll get back from an assignment, and this dude will drink one night, have a good party, but then run 15 miles the next day because he's trying to get the demons out of his head. The demons out of his head. Yeah, this guy is—he's—he's he's an animal, dude. Yeah. So, some humans, I tell you. Yeah, and he—he uh, he ran, um, he—he uh, he ran a mar a, the Tahoe Marathon, like I was telling you the other day. That is an excellent. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was you. Yeah. Um, you guys are s silly for thinking you're gonna yeah. run a marathon and then go back to work yeah. two days later. Oh, dude, he—he would have done it, no problem, hundred percent. Yeah. He—he uh, he, he runs. I mean, he'll run a marathon just. On an average day. Just sometimes. because. Just because. People that do. 15, 16 miles on, <clears throat> on average. Just just because you can. And I'm I, content I, with three to four. And I'm like, good job, Aaron. I, I'm, I'm genuinely and, happy. And at what pace? Guess what pace? I bet he does it at a seven minute mile. Uh, 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 close to seven, 7.30. That's insanely fast for a. Yeah. That's too his, much. Uh, so his, his mile and a half record, because we have a mile and a half record, I think it's. 8.23 for a mile and a half. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <sighs> Some yeah. people are just better. <laughs> that's a, and that's what it's like. He'll come, <clears throat> over to my, he'll come over to Odin's Hall and we'll, and we'll just get it. I mean, burpees, mm -hmm. I can, I sometimes can like stay on rhythm with him. Right. Um, quad pushes, we both get after it. And it's just, it's whoever comes over, who's on my crew. It, it's just an all out competition. I'm sure Yaspar just clowns all of you guys. Just oh, yeah. Naked, of course. Yeah, naked. Yeah. Dong out. Every, dude, yeah. Dragging it on the ground yeah. as he's pushing the quad. Yeah. Dong out. Just, <laughs> just picking up my uh, my primal kettlebells. Uh, 1.5 poods. 54.5s. Uh, <laughs> like it's nothing. Animal. Yeah. This guy's going to be the next Bjorn Ironside. I hope so. Uh, mind if we pause again? Of course. I have the, the bladder of a coin purse. Oh, man. A really small coin purse. Mm. But it's... It's proud. Get after it. It's strong. Look Check your storage. Dude. Oh, dude, nobody's. She's. I'm watching actually Wednesday with my mom tonight. Zooming. Oh, very good. Yeah, very she good. hasn't. Uh, she like it? She hasn't seen it yet. I'm gonna go home and oh, watch the first episode with it's her. It's perfect. It. What a great show it is. Uh, talking Wednesday as we're here. Uh, on the down. Down. Huh? Is it? Uh. I think you're good. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. There it should be. Yeah. Just yeah. There. Yep. Yeah, talking Wednesday, not Tuesday, not Monday, certainly not Saturday. Mm. Wednesday, Adams. Wednesday, Adams. Love it. Love. It turned Wednesday. out to be a pretty good show. It's 
like PG, but there's moments of like rated R, kind of morbidity. Like the guy's neck snap just yeah, hanging on the side. A, we're watching it, and Jasper came in. And I'm <laughs> like, the the monster came in. I'm just like, no. Right over Jasper, he's like, because <laughs> you're so, your boy is fearless. Oh, loves the monsters. Yeah, it's yeah, being a it, monster it, himself. It inspires you to write a character as unique, sir. Skull. Skull. A little proper twelve you've brought to the tap. And to me. Mm-hmm. Kudos, uh, mm. Benji Case. Benji Case. Yeah. Good lad. I uh, I will never forget. I was dying laughing when I watched the uh, episode with you and Calvi, the three-parter. Uh, and talking about how oh, him, oh. Him, and, uh, him and Skyler, why they have girls. Oh, uh, why did we say that? I don't recall. He goes... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Scala and I, we make love. <laughs> Not shout out to Dylan Nay. <laughs> that man's fucking. He got two boys. <laughs> Calvi is one of the funniest people. Yeah. That off the top of my head, I can think of. Yeah. He that is. man is fuck. I remember him saying that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> that man is. Fucking. That man is fucking. Yeah, you're two for two, baby. Two for two. Two for two. Yeah. Going to go three, three for three one day. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> I mean, you're, you're two, two have triplets or something. Oh man, <laughs> something I crazy. I'll probably have just have two, yeah, three, three more boys. Them boys. Yeah. They have an army. You have a, you have a shield wall. Yeah. You're not a family. You're a shield wall. That's right. Each other's backs and yeah. friends, all that shit. It's so funny when we go over to Finland, and watch Jasper interact with his cousins. Who, I mean, he can. Are they like him? I mean, how, how does how does that cultural clash work? I think it's too young to like even see a difference. Like kids are kids. Are they his age? Yeah, okay. uh, a little bit older, but like just around his age. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just funny watching him interact and like <laughs> I witnessed Jasper and one of his like boy cousins just getting after it, just fighting. Sli- oh, fighting like crazy. Really? Yeah, because uh, Jasper took one of um, his toys. What's his cousin's name? Oh man, uh, Marlin. M- Marlin. Yeah. I assume there's two little dots over the A. Well, it's, it's possibly three. No, <laughs> no, no dots on this one. It's it's uh, it's Marlin. How I don't even know how Americans say it, but it's yeah. uh, the you roll the R. Marlin. 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 Yeah. Ah, very good, very okay. good. Um, and then uh, what's his name? Um, Remy. Remy. Yeah. And, good name for a cousin. Oh man, did they get cousin after Remy? It? Let me make sure. Little OCD, making sure we're recording. I mean, <clears throat> checking uh, your storage is full. It's not full. I just cleared out <laughs> all the deleted st- riffraff. The, the garbage bins have been cleared out. Mm. Good proper 12. It's not bad. For, it's not bad. Like a little, little click. Sometimes I'll go neat. Neat's yeah. no ice, right? I don't know. It's either neat or nice. I like them both. There's no in between. I drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mm. You need to get yourself a... Uh, one of those round or big old square cubes. Uh, I feel. I like almost ordered the one where it made the skull. Nice. The skull would be cool. Yeah, that would be. You feel like that's putting <clears throat> is the a skull ice cube equivalent to having a way too jacked up pickup truck? I I need to have a better bar if I'm gonna come out with like that level of like you know my nuts are fucking. If there was the a floor. theme to it, say <laughs> yeah. like Valhalla, oh yeah, a yeah. death theme yeah. to it or whatever. Yeah, no, I just have the normal cube and the and then the sphere. I respect it. Yeah, but uh. It, I only bring them out on occasion. Mm-hmm. So if you come over, I'll definitely bust them out. I'll be over. But, uh, I, see these I mean, I've been on that long drink game for... I s- slam long drinks when I come home long after drinks. a fire. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Long drinks. Like, remember at uh, Calvi's thing I gave you? They're from Finland. They're the gin oh, yeah, and yeah, grapefruit. Yeah. yeah. Those were uh, finished drinks? Well, yep. What I had there, like that... Yeah. I think it was Long Island iced tea? No. No. Long drink. Long drink. Yeah. It's a uh, gin, gin, gin and grapefruit. It was delicious. Yeah. It. Uh, so Finland had the Olympics over in the fifties, uh, in Helsinki, mm-hmm. and um, Finland kind of wanted like a hey, like we need something to have people remember Let's us. Spice it up. Exactly. So they made this. Italian. Yeah, they made this drink. <laughs> they made this drink, and uh, yeah, it became super popular over there. It's a drink that they take in the sauna all the time. I would take that drink in a sauna. Oh, dude. I would take it anywhere. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. In the sauna, the especially. Especially um, when I go over to her sister's house, they have a giant sauna over there. Mm. And it snows like right up to the cabin. You go and just put a whole just case of long drink and vodka in the snow. Are you guys getting trashed? 
So they, I had to hold it down for you, and I'm not a drinker. Jared Nay is the, is the man yeah, yeah. in our family on drinking, and I can't compete. Mm-hmm. I'll fully admit that. It takes an, a man to admit it. Yes, I can't compete. But when I went over there, it was Christmas Eve, and the men had to go on sauna, and they were like, in my mind at least, I was like, we're going to fucking break this USA boy off. Like, we're going to make sure that, you know, he knows what Finland's all about. Yeah. And I had to pull, like, my man car. Like, I'm a fucking, I'm a nay. Like, I got to I gotta go represent. I'm a nay. And um, I was over there, and, I mean, they brought vodka, brandy, uh, all these long drinks, uh, gin and um, grapefruit long drinks. Um, and we're in the sauna for hours. They'd come out. They'd. And we're all naked. That would get you more fucked oh, up. We I'd were say. oh fucked up from eight. I think I stopped. I stopped and we were throwing up at four thirty. We, yeah. All all you guys. all the all the men. Uh, so the so the dude had Is that two, part of the process. Like you need to throw up to purge or something, or were they just oh, there to party? They were just there to party, and it wasn't like you <laughs> know. So still, you're sweating everything out, all the fluids. The people who threw up, I didn't throw up, and, and then the and then the oh. the the dad and the um, other husband didn't throw up, but one of the one of the dads, one of Ada's sister's husbands, kids were with us. And they're like eighteen, mm-hmm. sixteen and eighteen or whatever. Yeah, you get down, get down, get down, down, down. I say, very good. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, no, yeah. So we we were just partying until I think 8 p.m. to like 4:30 in the morning, and it is uh, like, don't be a bitch. <laughs> you a bitch? <laughs> no, no. It is like, don't be a bitch. <laughs> of course, she would say that's very yeah. that's very un- uh, in character of her. Yeah, she's like, don't be bitch, Dulan. Like Dulan. 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 Don't be bitch, Dulan. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. What if these guys were all? Super straight edge, really about fitness. I'm like, fuck it, we gotta, we have this persona that Dylan's gonna come over and think we're assholes if we don't so, drink like crazy. Yeah, I mean, they all have personas of Americans over there, anyways. Yeah. And so when I went over there, I was already at a losing <clears throat> battle of like, oh, I'm fucking American, da da da. Like I know fucking everything, and I'm tough as fuck. And I we went are. over there, and I was like, goddamn right, goddamn right. And, and uh, so they just had a persona that they. They amped it up a bit, apparently, because they already expected that Americans are... Because they were like, we've seen movies of you Americans jumping off uh, roofs into pools at, at parties. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, yeah, we've seen that, Chico. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so That's not uncommon. It's fun to like poke fun at the stereotypes, but I feel like, by and large, the world understands not every American's a piece of shit. And like Europeans... I've only ever gotten along with like foreigners and stuff yeah. like that. It, it's... It's fun to play that persona a little bit, but just knowing that hey, we're like we're all people on this earth. Oh yeah, like, we're just we're all we're all we out here. Yeah, we and, out here and, and doing our best. They they understood it. It was just uh, it was funny that um, you know that kind of stereotype is is kind of lingering still because of our movies that we have. I mean, you look like Chuck Norris right now. Yeah, <laughs> pretty fantastically. Oh man, I wish I could fight like Chuck Norris. You could. Ah, Good if you want to. Uh, I would say, because you talk about sauna, the one video I remember you sending me on the gram, I see you bur- bursting out around a corner. Somebody's filming you, and you're like, you're coming out of a sauna. I'm like, oh, look at Dylan. He's looking stout. And like, my eyes are just going down as you're seeing the entire video. And I see you just schlong, just slapping it. I'm like, oh, he's naked as shit. I did not expect that. No, I expect the Loch Ness Monster to be in this video. Was, you're dunking into ice cold water. Yeah, that was my 30th birthday. Oh, and, my uh, goodness. Yeah, so. Um, I wasn't not happy to see it. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday to you, Cheers, huh? brother. Mm. <laughs> um, that was my 30th birthday. Uh, Ada went over, or took me over to Finland. We had Jasper already. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't throw, like, a huge party, but Ada wanted to do something, like, cool for me. So she asked her sister, like, you know, what the fuck are we going to do for Dylan for his 30th birthday? And uh, her sister had a friend who had a sauna on a lake, like a floating sauna. And That was progressing, just getting better. Friend had a sauna on a lake. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Let's go. And there's a lot of homie hookups out there. Yeah. Like, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're in this whatever village, a small village or town, um... Like, there's hookups everywhere. There's community kind of like ours, just small town, people know each other. Very strong. That's cool. Yeah, very strong. 
and um, so we uh, we end up going there, and it's like you have to walk through a cornfield that's like already been. Oh, it was fucked. What is this, America? Yeah, <laughs> cornfield. Well, it was, I don't know if it was a cornfield or not. It, it had like stalks that were cut, but it, you know there was snow and stuff. I was like, what the fuck kind of field is this? We had to walk over a field, and. Um, we uh, get to this like little dirt two-track road, and I'm like, oh my god, there is literally a sauna on a frozen lake right now. It's all like tilted because it's how it froze. <laughs> like the sauna itself is tilted. Yeah, the sauna itself was tilted because it was frozen <laughs> in the water. So we go and we walk there, and her sister came with us, and she's like, oh, like you know, I'll warm up the sauna. Dulan, go cut the hole for the plunge, or for the ice. Uh, yeah. They... Yeah. So you I'm, have to though, right? You oh, gotta yeah. plunge. Oh, you have to. That's like that's like the whole thing over there with saunas. Like it's not just like you go in a sauna and get out. You have to go in there either jump in snow naked or you go into freezing cold water naked. I feel like I jump in off the jump in snow. What what, what you, was it like when you because you went in the water, right? The best way I can describe it is it sucks like incredibly. Is just. Terrible. I feel like your skin would feel like it's about to explode. But afterwards, you will you will not feel more alive. Like it it is like refreshed like, or like refreshed. Your blood feels like it's just pumping. Yeah. And you are just like because I think that's what the thing is though is like you you go from such a a hot then do it just in a, a dramatic cold. Yeah. Your body has to fight to start pumping. It's blood good for you though, and, right? And creating these whatever fucking thing that it creates in your body yeah. to start repairing stuff. And it just like, it kind of like re-wakes your body up, even though you're obviously awake, going and everything. It just kind of like jolts you mm-hmm. and it just starts, you know, repairing the stuff in your body. But um, yeah, the, the, the ice cold water is amazing. Afterwards, you just feel like, <gasps> yeah, you're alive. Yeah, you're you, just, fuck- you feel amazing. Oh. Yeah. Would you recommend it? I would 100% recommend it. I'm, yep. I'm, Ada, <laughs> she, I'm building one for her. It's going to be a mobile sauna. Uh, mobile? It's one a, of those big, like, kind of barrels, barrel ones? No, I, I'm building a, a trailer sauna where I hook up to my truck and tow it to anywhere around Lake Tahoe. It's going to have a, it's going to have a, like a oil barrel kind of a thing on it to where you can plunge into, or if there's a lake there. You can do that. Dude, you're just explained to me a amazing business idea once you get out of the fire service. Have mobile, yeah. like the Finland experience. Just sauna up and then... So there's people that already plug. do that. Oh, really? Well, they're, I haven't seen any Americans do it, but there's people from Canada who I follow who come from Finland. They just moved to British Columbia. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a business to where they, they build and make travel saunas. That's pretty sweet. And I mean... The pictures on their Instagram are in, insane. Like they'll go to like some river that's you know looks like it's freezing. Mm-hmm. They'll go and have a cookout, barbecue, whatever little campsite. Then they'll go in sauna under the stars and come out butt fucking naked. Absolutely. And go and jump into a river. And you go back inside the sauna yep. after the river. Yep, yep, yep. How does it feel when your balls thaw? Back to like <laughs> sagging this because I assume they're in your throat. As yeah, soon as you jump in. Oh yeah, major shrinkage. Yeah, I mean, that's saw. another metal band. Yeah, major shrinkage. What was the first one? Uh, super crucial. Super crucial. Yeah. And then major shrinkage. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I can't believe I forgot I sent you that video. That's pretty funny. I was just I enjoyed it. I kept yeah. watching it. Well, yeah. You have a. Uh, you and a lot of people have naked videos of me, apparently. Hey, dude, I'm, I'm saving it. I'm holding it against you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Nay. Can I call you Mr. Nay? Of course. Mr. Nay. We've reached the part of the show, uh, the old uh, off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Off the cuff, 10 questions. May not, may or may not have anything to do with what we've been talking mm-hmm. about, but what a great way to round up the show. Sometimes they've gone as short as, I would say, five minutes. Sometimes they add another hour to the show. Oh, okay. Fuck it. Fuck it's it. like, sometimes you just got to go for it. Here in the fourth quarter, the Niners-Seahawks game, 21-6. to six. Uh, Love to see the Niners beating the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks fans don't deserve anything. They're terrible. They're pretentious. And they deserve nothing but losses for the I rest of their lives. I wish I was a bigger football fan just to be, be big. The enthusiasm that you're having right now. Oh, it's... For the better or for worse, yeah. you know, sports can unite people and 
kind of different also ways. drive people away from each other. Drive people away. Mm-hmm. But at least they come back, though. Unless you're like, you take it to a douchebag level where you genuinely hate someone and mm-hmm. won't talk to them because they're a certain mm-hmm. fan. Get over it. It's not... <laughs> It's like how politics are these days. It's sports, though. Sports, you can still be. Yeah. It's fun to give someone who's a good friend of yours some shit for being a fan of, say, Ward, being a fan of the Cowboys. Gotta give him shit. Still love the guy. I still think he's full of shit. He, he was not a Cowboys fan in high school. There's no way. I feel like I would have sniffed that out. I fucking remember him liking San Francisco everything. Giants. He named his I, dog, dog McCovey. How are you about to betray... San Francisco like that. Yeah, I mean, but also why the Cowboys? Like, what? What? He loved uh, Troy Aikman and probably Michael Irving. Like back when they were the Cowboys, they were America's team where they're winning Super Bowls and shit. Oh, so he's a bandwagon motherfucker. I guess bandwagon from the early '90s, which I guess I'll give it to him a little bit. But okay. the twelfth man. Not the sidetrack on Ward, please. But I remember. Oh man, I hope don't say was... something that's gonna get him fired now. Okay, that's true. No, I just... Uh, <laughs> is a rascally? Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it after. We'll do it on the, oh, yeah. uh, the oh, yeah. uh, behind-the-scenes okay. video. Yeah, okay. Still sick as shit. Yeah. I, I saw him actually pre- uh, recently. He asked yep. me what I was doing. I'm like, I'm Wildland Firefighter. And he kind of gave me like a... Oh. <laughs> like, oh, one of those ward? <laughs> no, yeah, one of those. I was like, I was like yeah. There's, there's more to it, but yeah, okay. That guy. No, it, um, I saw him at the Town & Country. And, ah. uh, yeah, he's, he's always been super nice to me, especially, um, you know, since I graduated and everything, he's, uh, every time, every encounter I've had with him has always been super pleasant. Absolutely. Yeah. I, for when I had him, I was a freshman, his That's first year we on the podcast, Danny Ward. Oh yeah. I've wanted to do one, uh, for the, the winner's express Yeah. at the 50 yard line with the lights on, <clears throat> just have some extension cables just to power the laptop and just do this thing. Who was our athletic director back when we were in high school? TC, I want to say. That's Tom Crisp? Yeah. That that the, fucking guy. The yeah. man, the man Is he myth still legend. Alive? He's still alive. He's still kicking. He's yeah, still damn. he's about his numbers. He loves his statistics. This I guy. I remember that dude. I remember on on my Okay, so I remember your last football game. Oh man, I was crying. But he <laughs> He let you guys do your thing and let the lights on for you. Let you guys do whatever you needed to do to have your last memories on that football field. Oh, home game. Uh, yeah. Because our last game, my last game was in Wheatland. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, last, last home game. game. Yeah. This motherfucker, I remember, like, shut off the lights and Ricky. <laughs> I remember Ricky Lucero was on the bench. Um, sitting down and I think Stephen Warren maybe I can't remember who exactly who it was but we're just kind of like like damn this Take is it, it. In, yeah. and, Chris, and Chris was like alright yeah like yeah like hey look the fuck out of here like we gotta go straight businessman yeah know. I was like we're wasting energy you on you guys' as memories in the pimp game Dylan A come on you know this damn. you know this cold hearted dude <laughs> I'm over here like yeah, trying to have a memory and shit like Fucking goddamn! Goddamn! We're having this again. Okay, time to go. Okay, good to reminisce. Time to go. You're done. Yeah. There's a like a really super awkward picture of Ward and I in that our last. It was a playoff game in Wheatland. We lost, and we're like, we're all crying and shit. I take a picture with Ward. This is my freshman coach, and then now he did it make it in the yearbook? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so, but. We're like arms over each other. We're both like kind of smiling, but we're both crying. Yeah, I think there's a picture of you crying at a, at a game in the yearbook, though. Yeah. I remember, but oh, like you can't tell you're crying. You're just like super uh, red eyed. Yeah, it's just <laughs> tough because Ward came to save what was left of my football career because I was as a junior we had uh, Brad Burton. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a bad guy. Just not he a wasn't football bad. coach. I don't like him because he was the guy trying to steer us away from mushrooms. And I and, and <laughs> I was like, he know about mushrooms? I was like, it can come back to ruin your life twenty years down the road. What does he know? And I was like, mm. twenty years down the road, might be more enlightened. He, I don't know. And I was like, excuse me. Joe Rogan says it's cool. <laughs> Sounds like a man who had a bad trip, right? See you next time. Why is I so lazy? Oh, you saw he... two visions, buddy. <laughs> one I never came back. I feel like I need to do some shrooms. Just get a little mental, yeah. and emotional, spiritual. Just a little refresher. Yeah, little I don't refresher. do it anymore though. Uh, recommended though. I'd want it with a shepherd, like a wrangler, somebody to kind of keep yeah. you from going to the bad place. You know, somebody's done it before. Mm-hmm. Somebody's been there. Mm-hmm. I want to go there. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll enjoy it. Um, off the cuff. 
Off the cuff. Off the cuff. But shout out to Ward. Shout out to Ward. Always, it's all kind of like a, there's stories I shan't tell on air. Same. But uh, I saw him like freshman year. It's kind of like an older brother because like Cappy was our quarterback and everything. Yeah. And I was a stepbrother. So it was just like. Fuck, I love Cappy. He came man. right out of, it's hard to think or just kind of think back but when he first started coaching us mm-hmm. and first became like a teacher of winners yep. 27 years kid. old 27 years old that, you were a kid mm-hmm. and just i remember see. it 20 that was like kind of the thing i was gonna yeah. riff on but we'll do it off camera but he was 27 years old just a kid just a poor boy nobody loved him yeah and he had some fucking assholes like me and jesse hellinger ah. and friggin' Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this episode, but stay tuned for part three of three of Dylan A on the Trial and Error and fucking podcast. Be there or be square. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yes.